Welcome back to ADHD Explorer. We had a bit of a hiatus. It's been about a month since we recorded. Um, my dad died and I don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> what we're going to talk about instead is the best tips for ADHD. Best tips. Or the best advice. Um, Always. So what we mean by that is the best advice that we have found personally through our ADHD journeys. So, Ben, what helps? Hello. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked because we've been doing this podcast about a year. And we've had this opportunity to talk to all these ADHDs that are like still have a different kind of brain like us, but they're kind of they can do lots of things. And I find that amazing. And what we've learned from them has just blown my mind. And it's completely changed my life since I realized I was ADHD like three years ago at this point. I've been stuffing my brain full of stuff. And I thought I'd love to share the best of. So let's just start yeah. somewhere. Who I think one of the most <laughs> important tips and a cool thing to start with is I had no idea how much self-love affects productivity. Mm. And that sounds crazy, right? You're like, oh, you know, you don't read self-productivity books. And they're like, oh, by the way, you should love yourself first. Like, no one says that. <laughs> but when we're having that talk with Maria, <clears throat> I think that's last episode, mm -hmm. um, we really talked about that. And I think that there's an inner child inside our brain, right? And if we are always beating it up, if it doesn't do something, if it <laughs> wants to have a break, and we're like, no you are going to work for us. You're going to do what we say. It doesn't want to cooperate, right? But mm, yeah, if you can teach your brain that you're on exact, like pretty much, if you can show your brain that you are on its side and that, you know, you actually want the best for that inner child, it, it starts to just work better. Mm. And so I've gone on this transformation over the yeah. past like eight months where I've gone from absolutely hating myself, having no self-esteem and not getting anything done to a point where I slowly increased the trust that when I say to myself, I'm going to do something that I actually do it. And that was a kind of hard thing to do mm -hmm. at first. But I think that, you know, when I do something now, like in preparation for later, like let's say I pre-cut mm -hmm. vegetables for my air fryer cooking, that only takes yeah. like two minutes, but that's such a gift of self-love to my future self. <clears throat> and I mm. think that mm -hmm. my inner child doesn't rage as much. Like, hell yeah, it does rage like a lot. Like I'm trying to implement a routine at the moment <laughs> and it's raging because it doesn't want a routine. Um, <laughs> but when I, the difference is now, instead of being like, oh, my brain is doesn't want to do this and I'm, I'm inside this emotion stuck like not in control of it instead of reacting to it like oh, I hate this emotion now I react to it like hey I love you man I love you so mm. damn much and we're gonna we're gonna do some cool stuff today and be like yeah you're doing the thing instead of thinking of it as like such a chore you're like it's something so that future yes. is it has it easier <laughs> Literally, I thought I had this breakthrough. I started feeling my body more because that's supposed to like, we we'll have to talk about that later, of course. But I started mm -hmm. feeling my body more and I felt like I had access to all these sensations that kind of guide your intuition that sometimes we're numb to if we're not feeling our bodies, especially if we feel mm -hmm. emotions strong. We numb ourselves to feeling our emotions. 
I started feeling my body more unjudgmentally, and it gave me all these kind of breakthroughs. And one of those breakthroughs was, hang on, I'm stressing about everything in life. Absolutely everything that comes up, I'm just stressing out about. Frickin' the unexpected thing happens, I'm, I'm in a fit and I'm in a rage or I'm in a mood. And I thought the breakthrough was, I don't have to fight life anymore. Mm. Because let's say for the next year, I fought everything. And I thought at the end of that year, I'm going to be depressed mm -hmm. and sad and angry and moody and not the best person that I could be. But if, if I just yeah. like think in advance and accept <laughs> that there's going to be, there's going to be crap happening. Yeah. If I accept upfront mm -hmm. that there's going to be stress, there's going to be uncomfort. There's going to be things that are annoying. There's things that aren't going to go my way. If I accept all that upfront and just surf that random stuff, it means I don't have to fight life anymore. And for so, that was just so mm. relieving that kind of like, oh, I'm in control of how I react to this stuff. And I'm just going to freaking let it come hit me life. Cause that's what we sign up for when we're born, mm. you know, stuff is going to be good. Stuff is going to be bad. And I think just to accept it up front has kind of made me like, oh, okay. Effort, discomfort, stress aren't necessarily bad things. Mm -hmm. They make life meaningful. And I think that always before when I get anxiety yeah. or stressed, I'm kind of like, I make it worse by reacting to it. Like, ah, oh, how dare I feel these natural human emotions, you know, instead of being yeah. like, hey, emotion, <laughs> thanks for looking out for me. I appreciate that these reactions have kept me safe for the past. Let's see what we can do. The best thing we can do with this situation exactly how it is. Mm. So that is. I think I re I'm so glad to share this because it's just been big for me. Like who knew that like <laughs> loving yourself and just not fighting life yeah. is how you react to things. What do you think? And I think it's, it's, it's like, it doesn't have to be buying into that, that whole self care industry and like having, you know, a luxurious bath and doing blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's just literally like being like, it's okay. Me. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. And like giving yourself and like in a hug or even a physical real life hug if you need that, you know, like, yeah. I think sometimes I rely on my, my partner to kind of affect my emotions for me. You know, if I'm feeling a bit like down, I've mm. been externally focused on, oh, can you make me feel better? Like, give me a hug or give me a kiss or give me some sweet dopamine or something. But what I've learned to do recently is yeah. I realize that we do have the ability to nourish ourselves from the inside. Mm -hmm. We can do that by, mm -hmm. you know, feeling our feeling inside our body and giving it what it needs. And that may sound really hippie, but I think that's like literally the answer is that there are sensations in your body. There's this kind of like a tiny us inside our body and to feel that and allow that and to love that is what's up, you know, mm -hmm. it helps. Mm -hmm. For sure. It helps it all work. So that's mega. Yeah. There's so many tips I want to say that I just want to <laughs> rage out loud and shout them all. What, but let me ask you, what you've, what's been some really useful stuff that you've learned, Addy? I would say it's um, to put it into one concise term, I would say like make your life easier on yourself. Mm. And 
And mm. what I mean by that is, like, I think with ADHD, often we tend to overcomplicate things and we want to do things like, oh, this is all cool, or we feel guilty because we aren't able to, like, just do it in the same way that other people are. And so sometimes we have to hack things. So that's like, like you've said, sleep in your gym clothes or um, carabiners, like I said, like clip stuff to your pants, have hooks everywhere. So like you can just hang shit up, put your washing basket right next to your shower. If you need to do that, it's, it's like, just make shit easier for yourself. (laughs) And it fucking helps so much. The revolution is here. I swear. I know. Like, I, w- I was going to say something about how, like, I always used to think, oh, I don't have any willpower. Willpower, willpower. I was like, how do I get willpower? But the, one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had that what you, of what you're talking about is it's, it's almost not about willpower for us. It's almost more about if you shape your environment, you are shaping your behavior. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And so... Doing stuff like, I love that you've put your journal next to your coffee, your morning coffee. And Mm. so it's always there. It's a visual trigger for a behavior. And then you've got it locked in. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's almost a certain thing. I have, I love the ideas of landing, landing pads and launch pads. Uh Yeah, launch pads. How to ADHD taught me. And those are the, if you don't know, they're like, if you... If you have like a little dish or something and your keys always live there, you Mm -hmm. know, and your bag has a hook and it always lives there. It's like a little home for it. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, you're not looking for that stuff. Oh, I have another one. I really want to share. Yeah. I'm going to sort of jump it in. (laughs) This is if like, this is like money, but it's part of the ADHD tax thing. I got a freaking watch, smart watch thing. It's called like a Garmin Vivo Sport 4S or whatever. But all I use it for is it's a vibration alarm for Mm. habit trigger. So I have a meditation alarm. I have a wake-up alarm. I have a you-should-begin-your-nighttime routine alarm. Mm. So I don't use anything on it. It doesn't even have phone calls. It's a dumb watch in a way, but it vibrates at certain times. Then the other thing it does, it has this function where you can find your phone. You can make your phone ring. I love that. I love it oh. so much. <laughs> I think I paid about $250 for this watch, which is a like kind of a crazy amount of it's money. So but in terms of what I've, <laughs> the value I've gotten out of this freaking damn watch and the amount of time I've saved and the frustration I've saved has been humongous. Just to mm-hmm. summon your phone. I'm always losing yeah. my phone. I'm always losing my keys. Got a freaking tile for my keys. Oh, 15 bucks. Best Actually, do you know what? 15 bucks. I don't know if I need a tile because I, I, I say I don't lose my keys. Yeah, I still misplace them if I don't put them back on the hook. Ah, <laughs> like, I've been If there. I put them on the hook, it's fine. I know where the, they are. Yes. If I don't put them on the hook, by the time I've gone into another room, my working memory has stopped and the keys are gone from my brain forever. Magic. <laughs> It's just the magic. It's the magic ADHD fairy that moves things. <laughs> but on the same note as as the watch, because it's yeah, it's just making your life easier. Google Home, Alexa, whatever the one you want to get is. Oh. Mine was like thirty five dollars. It's so reasonable, right? And that has also just like changed my life because I can put a load of laundry on and then I get back into my apartment and I'm like, hey Google. Remind me to get the washing out in an hour. 
and then mm. an hour later, there you go. Oh, don't listen to that. Don't listen. That's to something me right you've now. taught me too. That's something you've taught me. It's okay, like get the washing out. When do you want to be reminded? <laughs> oh my god, a live demonstration. Yeah, always listening. Lol. Uh, but one thing you've taught me is those little reminders that come up when you put an event on your calendar. You put a reminder in like for the day before and for like mm. the half an hour before and i've implemented that now it's like i don't know if it's on ios but on google it's definitely a thing and mm-hmm. to to have those is so handy because if i'm like catching a flight or catching a train it means i can mm-hmm. set the time that i have to start caring about yes exactly oh, I need to get on that plane because then my i don't think about it all up until that point you know, and on that point, then I can care about it. But until then, I can play Minecraft. Free time. <laughs> and Low then you don't time. get that, like, pre-event anxiety where you just sit around and do nothing. <laughs> I hate that. Dude, I had a gig coming up. And I think for the four days before, I had pre-stress anxiety about, oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I was freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So rude. I- I had an appointment, was it yesterday? I had a physio appointment at like 1 p.m. And we got up mm. at like 9-ish. And Zach's like, what are you going to do with your morning? I was like, well, I have an appointment at 1 p.m. So I'm just going to stay here until then, I guess. <laughs> hey, have you, have you, do you have the hobby of staring at a wall sometimes? Because I think that's actually really useful. Is that weird to say? But, you know, I've learned a lot about staring at a wall. It's kind of a thing. Because, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but you know when we're having a big sensory input day and maybe we felt a lot of emotion that day yeah. and we're at capacity, right? Does your focus ever just go, like, blurry oh, and yeah, you just, like, sure. stare at something? Oh. And I, I so, often get it, I find, when I'm, like, out at a restaurant or something and it tends to be when you're sitting down that your line of vision is of at standing people's butt height. So... I always <laughs> just staring at people's butts. And I'm exactly staring at people's butts, like not intentionally. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. I'm so glad. Yeah. But I learned <laughs> that that state of mind is the natural resting state of mind. That staring humans at butts. Are supposed to chill in. You could stare at butts, Be- um, because we're always in this narrow focus state of mm. mind. Squeezing, squeezing, using all our high-intensity attention when that's only supposed to be used for short periods and then we're supposed to rest and feel our bodies again. Mm-hmm. No one freaking told me that. Freaking open <laughs> focus is what it's called. And oh, like yeah, the Buddha was raving about it. Huh? That's another thing that's changed your views, open focus. Oh, I literally sometimes, I've started just bathing in open focus, which is where you place your attention evenly over all your senses at once and there's like youtube guides about how to do open focus and guided um meditations on it and it's like the opposite of meditation it's not focusing on one thing it's focusing on everything at once and i swear Mm. that you need these two capacities to use attention effectively you need to have the concentration which we definitely have because of hyper focus but it's that context awareness Mm -hmm. of where to place that attention gets lost when we're super narrowly focused and so mm-hmm. when, when you gain that, when you learn that ability to have a wide open focus, I kind of can see myself better because, I'm, because it's training yourself to zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. It means I can catch myself 
mm. inside an emotion. I'm like, wow, there's an emotion controlling me right now. I take a deep breath. And I think, right, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And that helps me reset, recalibrate and just do what I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing more often. Yeah. And then you train those refreshes to happen more and more often. It's big. I don't have a daily meditation pattern. I know I should. But that's something that <laughs> oh, man. you can kind of do it like snacking. You know what I mean? You could do yeah. it like snacking. You don't have to be like sit down and have a meal of meditation all the time. But I've started snacking it. <laughs> you know, like having a little bit of open focus here, a little bit of open focus there. Helps me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tips. Oh, another thing that you basically just mentioned <laughs> that I should have already known about probably was breathing. <laughs> but like. What? Breathing. And, and what I mean by that is like using your breath to your advantage and mm. to self-soothe, to reset, to ground yourself, uh, to yes. just like get into a comfortable space. And right. I only learned that in the last few years, you know? How's it been? Has it been good? Good. Yeah. Breathing. Breathing's really nice, actually. <laughs> But um, what I mean by that is, you know, the the type of breathing that activates your parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. So that is where you are breathing out for the same or a longer time than you breathe in. And that's the, I like to do the four breaths in through the nose. And then out through the mouth. So and good. what that does is it just activates your brain to say, we are in a safe space and we are calm wow. and so you're not in fight or flight mode and um because of you know rejection sensitivity and emotional dysregulation that come with adhd knowing how to get out of that like hot zone that we get into sometimes hot zone. or avoiding getting into that space if you can catch it and using your breath to reset oh it's almost like, you know, when you're doing something that you kind of really don't want to do and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. So if, like any paperwork, any work, paying attention to school, whatever it is, <laughs> I found myself there's almost like with any little frustration that happens, I lose a bit of juice or like my frustration mm. bar is getting higher and higher and higher. And if I get to the top of that frustration bar, I just flip out. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm fully in an emotion and it went too far. And it's almost like when we're doing a task, we have to pay attention first to how, how high is that bar? How frustrated am I? Yeah. And I think that any frustrations make it higher. But when you breathe out slowly, or I love to take a shower or do something tangible with your hands. Like yeah. I always say this, but when you mush clay or, you know, you <laughs> yeah. can even place your fingers together and really feel the little fingertip ridges just for a little bit. And what that does Mm -hmm. is it places your attention back on the body. And for some reason, I think they call it polyvagal theory with your vagus Mm -hmm. nerve that controls your parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. It links us to your body again. And that, that means the body can like calm down. It's like a a signal to your body that you can calm down. And I think that is freaking. why was I taught that in school? I, want to rage about that but oh, it's things that we should have been taught in school yeah 
everything <laughs> the whole list so much one one special shout out i definitely would love to share tip wise is the book atomic habits because out oh, of everything yeah. i've learned that has been the biggest breakthrough absolutely it took it it showed me that the environment makes your life you know if you have video games out you'll play video games if you have snacks out you'll eat snacks if you have fruit yeah, out you'll eat yeah. snacks we are a result of our environment. If you have fruit out, you eat snacks. Mm. <laughs> <That's> what? <laughs> what, what you came out of your mouth because you said if you have fruit out, you'll eat snacks. <laughs> oh, whoops! <laughs> you'll eat fruity snacks. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but I mean, he runs ADH Doers. He he taught me that right early on before I read Atomic Habits. He's like, yeah, if you just if you want to play less video games, just rip out all the plugs and put it in a cupboard. I was like, what? And it really works. So I've shaped my environment to kind of be what I want to be. Like, I want to yeah. play more instruments, so I've got all my instruments super accessible, least resistance to playing. Mm-hmm. Reducing that resistance. Like, I'm sure that if you wanted to run more, you could put your shoes and your clothes out by the door. And so mm-hmm. it's like you have zero resistance. Like you sleep in them. That's one way to do it. Is, do you actually do that? Well, I don't, but I, it's, it's a tip that I've been giving my people <laughs> before. I mean, there's sometimes where like when I'm playing underwater hockey and we have like a super early start in the morning and I know that it's going to be a struggle for me because sometimes we have like games yeah. at 8 in the morning or 8.30 and I know that like just getting to the pool is a struggle and so – Instead of putting on, like, clothes and underwear, which then I'll have to, like, get changed when I get to the pool, I, like, put on my bathing suit underneath That's my clothes cool. so that it's, like, less things I have to do once I get there because I'm, like, it's already brain is not functioning right now. You should just sleep on the side of the pool and roll in. Yeah. To wake <laughs> roll up. in. That would be the least resistance but then you could ever do. I do wake up as soon as I start swimming, right? And that's... And I always go back to it. Fucking exercise, man. Do it. <laughs> That's one thing I haven't learned. How to do exercise. <laughs> one day, I'll get there. Because everyone yeah. raves about exercise being like a huge life changer. It's such a good thing for you. On days, I've done it a few times now. Like, I'm proud to say. I've done it a few times. It's a big change. But on those days, mate, I am feel- alive. Better than oh. coffee, mate. Better than so coffee. So good. And um, just like what it does for me with symptom reduction. Really? Yeah, so much. Like my focus is better. My hyperactivity is less. Um, My distractibility is less. Because you've basically just like given your brain a big hit of um, like dopamine slash endorphins, right? All the endorphins. Yeah. And then you sleep better as well. Oh. Wow. Love wow. sleep. <laughs> Sleeping. Sleeping. Sleep is Mate, nice. Uh, everything, I swear, the thing that affects me the most is when I don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen my, my uh, emotional control is like off the, off the chain. It's just rubbish. If I don't sleep, yeah. not just... <laughs> if, if the sleep is shorter, yeah, but if I don't sleep on my regular pattern... On your I didn't realize time. how much yes. that affects it. That has the been body... something that is like acknowledging that we have different chronotypes 
and yeah. and accepting your chronotype because yes. it's like you as much as you try and shift to fit into that like when you're working a nine to five uh, Early say, bird. and you try and do that and you you have to get up at eight every day like people say it gets easier right and i was like no i worked a nine to five for three years and it never got easier every mm-hmm. single day that i had to be up before 9 a.m was a struggle and now well, i haven't been working for eight months uh, <laughs> i wake up when my body wants to which is usually like not that much later for me it's like mm. nine nine thirty ten and i feel better i feel awake yeah. i feel like i've I'm able, and I'm able to just go to bed when I want to, which again is like midnight, 1 a.m. It's like not that much later. And mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy to me that we can't just like explain to our employers, like I, my body works best at this time. So if I come in at 10.30 a.m., I will be functional, right? And it's definitely it's- a, a funny thing. Like, I, I wonder if it's one of the reasons that, like, I know we're kind of entrepreneurial anyway, but yeah. I think having that freedom to sleep when we want is definitely changes our career trajectory you know all i (laughs) ever wanted was to sleep whenever i wanted and i remember my old managers used to be like oh like just get up earlier and then it'll be easier and And then um i had to have a call once at like 7 30 a.m just because of when my client needed to do it. And I was on the call and my manager was on the call. And then afterwards he was like, I never want you on a call before 8.30 a.m. again. You are not a human. And I was like, yeah, I know. Now you get it. (laughs) Yeah, I think. My brain doesn't work. As we share that understanding, as more people understand what ADHD really is rather than the stereotype of what it is, I think this is one of the things that, they can use to their advantage because if you're an employer you want the most effective people and if yeah. that if those people are most effective between you know 10 11 onwards then why wouldn't you want that you know you're still getting the same hours exactly of day so i love that yeah i think that as we learn more about so, yeah. chronotypes and so if in case we didn't explain that chronotypes it's like what there's genetic markers like matthew walker in why we sleep or his book is called something like how we sleep or why we sleep he talks about how your different chronotypes that there are are literally genetic in nature so, you know so you're genetically wired mm-hmm. to be yeah. one and it doesn't mean that you can't learn to like be an early waker if you're naturally a night owl but it just means that you are there is a predisposition to how yeah. effective you are at different times of day mm-hmm. who knew but that's yeah. the science now. Whoa, amazing to oh, learn. Crazy, like across how many billion people there are in the world that like a lot of us work at different times. <laughs> and yeah. not all of us are most functional in the morning. I feel like we are genetically the night watch people of the uh, of the tribe. You know, yeah. But yeah. they call it biphasal sleep. You know that you have the morning crew and then you have the late crew and then there's a, a narrower window where no one's protecting from the the baddies or the mm-hmm. the animals in the night that's so smart genetically and hey we're still here the night watch people are still in the genetic pool what up it's us <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, once i learned that i was like wow i'm not a stupid person for not being able to sleep at a normal time what is a normal oh. time anyway 
Yeah, and then it comes back to, like, self-love, right? Because then you have to be like, okay, this is part of how my makeup and accepting that then means that you acknowledge, okay, I sleep best at these times Mm. and you're not... and, and everything just feels, it's easier because you've slept enough and slept at the right times and like, uh, uh. You know what? <laughs> I think you've hit on an important point there. Acceptance is a huge thing. I think, you know, there's a lot of shame that could be con- conjoined with and linked to having ADHD. A lot of guilt. Oh, yeah. And we've been reminded of this through our whole life, you know, maybe when we didn't do homework or maybe when we were late for something. All of these things affect us and leave an emotional mark on our soul. And I think sometimes if we don't process that emotion, it sticks in us. And so mm-hmm. when we try and do something, I know for me, I think I can't do it. I have this like mm. resistance. I, I feel like I've lost trust in my ability to do most things sometimes. I mm-hmm. feel like that. And I think it's when I started to process that emotion... And I processed it by just feeling where it was locked in my nervous system. Mm. You know, I would scan my body and I'd be like, whoa, what's this huge tension here? And I would feel it and feel mm-hmm. it and feel it and feel it and try and understand it. And I think that's what it needs to release is you kind of like this is how they um, basically release trauma in, in, in mm. so many, across so many therapies. It comes down to across yoga, across meditation, this is what it comes down to. It's like you are connecting with your body to feel and process that emotion on a nervous system level. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knew that? I'm going to spread the <laughs> freaking word my whole life because I feel like when I had that shame affecting my behavior unconsciously, it meant that whenever I reached a frustration or a, a, a obstacle in the road, it freaking shot me in the heart. And I took it so yeah. hard that I'm like, I'm a failure. I can't do anything. All these, this cycle that I was in, it controlled my behavior when I'm in that mode. And I thought it would last forever because we have weird time perception. feels like what we feel is everything. It feels like it will yeah. last forever. And now I know it's like, oh, I'm in something. I know this is temporary. I will see it differently. I had no idea. Emotions literally warp your perception of the world. You know when you're feeling something strong? You're like... For sure, yeah. You're like, wow, this is going to last forever. Oh, if I feel bad about myself, that means I am a bad person. Forever. Mm. And that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. Fuck no. I'm not... (laughs) No, I don't have to accept that. Now I can be like, oh, look, I'm doing that funny thing where I hate myself for a bit. Oh, okay. Freaking lol. Yeah. And that's like self-awareness and self-acceptance and like, yes. it, yeah, it comes back to that. And it, but it, oh, it takes time and it's work. Yeah. And like, again, why didn't they teach us this in school? A hundred percent. But I think it was, you know, when we talked to Liam Harrison, Liam Harrison's freaking mm. kickboxing champion of the world who has ADHD. That I think was an amazing conversation for me. There is the episode on our on our page if you want to look watch that but to hear that he has like this is a world champion and to hear that he has bad days and where he doubts himself Mm -hmm. that was one of the main things i really learned is that it's okay to have like a day or two where you just feel absolutely crap and he Mm -hmm. said that he just has those days he accepts that he has those days 
and mm. he uses them as motivation to train harder you know mm-hmm. and you don't have to train harder but i think to just hear someone that i have such admiration for mm. to be like yeah i have those bad days it's just a part of who i am and then i move on the next day mm. like i've put that into my routine now i have monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday but i only put in four days worth <laughs> of stuff because one uh-huh. of those days at the moment because i'm implementing a lot of new stuff it's just going to be a freak out self-care day you know, mm-hmm. so I make I make allowance for that in my schedule, you know, in case I need it. Mm. I'm going to freak out maybe one day and then everything moves around that. And I think that's such a ADHD friendly schedule for I don't know. I've been in mega high anxiety mode for some reason. So <laughs> I'm going to work with it. I accept it. I'm going to work with it. Yeah, I think on that. One of the other things that I've learned a couple of months ago, I think it was through How to ADHD, is that um, one of the reasons that we struggle to uh, make changes so is because often what we try and do is change everything at once. Mm. And the way she explained it was that basically what happens then is it's like stretching uh, a rubber band and you keep stretching it and you keep stretching it and eventually it pings back. And it goes back to the same place, and it's the same size. But if you put a rubber band around, like, a bottle, uh, and then around a jar, and then you slowly stretch that out, eventually it just loses its elasticity, and it gets bigger, and it gets bigger. And and it's just about, um, with change, implementing those things slowly and accepting that it's, like, one day at a time, one thing my therapist said recently, and this was about grief, but I think it applies to everything, was take it one day at a time. If you can't take it one day at a time, take it one hour at a time. Mm. If you can't take it one hour at a time, take it one minute at a time. Because a minute really is not that bad. If it's take uncomfortable, it, you can sit with it for a minute. Take it 10 seconds at a time. And take it one minute at a time. Yeah, you need to break it down that much. I do. Right? And it's, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> it's just about and that I think that's another thing like it comes comes down to just like breaking things down a lot of the time mm. whether that's like routines uh chunking things and like organization like breaking things down into smaller steps more manageable steps breaking your goals down everything it comes down to like <laughs> breaking procrastination if someone had told me <laughs> Two years ago, procrastination means you haven't broken down the task enough and you need to maybe feel what you're resisting emotionally. If someone had mm. told me that, that would have helped a lot. <laughs> but now, <laughs> let's talk about it. Because freaking, so sometimes I write down what a task is. I'm like, mm-hmm. record this video. Record this video is actually a list of like maybe 20 smaller tasks. And if yeah, I don't break yeah. it down further, Break it down further. Break it down further. Break it down further. Anti procrastination magic. Break it down further every time. <laughs> that would have saved my freaking life. I had no idea that procrastination is an emotional thing. It's because mm. you don't want to feel the strain of uncomfort, of stress, of using that part of. I swear I have resistance to using that planning part of my brain because it's just mm-hmm. not a good yeah. one. It's bad at planning. But to externalize it on a piece of paper, I break the task down further. I write it down the task, and then I indent and write the steps out 
And mm. the first step is what is the first physical thing I can do that's like less than five minutes long mm-hmm. or even two minutes long. And I swear, I just never planned ever. And I, I'm sure yeah. that there's loads of good planning ADHDs, but I just never planned. And my wife was like, hey, you know what you should do? You should reflect on planning for like a month. And just think about that concept. And just <laughs> to me, I always had resistance to planning because I thought like, ugh, it's minging, ugh, ugh. But now I think about it like, if I make these decisions in advance, it means I don't have to make them. And making decisions reduces the juice I have in my brain. Yeah, yeah. So the more decisions I make up front, the more simple life is, the more I can breeze through life smoothly. Yeah. So I've decided And you're how doing I it when you're like in everything. a calm space, in a good space, right? Like you sat down ready to do that planning. And so you've dedicated that chunk of time. So yeah, then when you have to be in a rush and you're like high stress or anxiety or whatever, for whatever reason, then you don't have to think because those plans have already been Already been. It's absolutely blown me away. Just to make all decisions up front. Like, what time I wake up, what time I go to sleep. You know, what I do in the morning. I've got a habit stack now, which I never had. And I've implemented those habits super slowly. Like, for, for yeah. one whole month, all, I, all my goal was after I woke up was to weigh myself. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. And now it's weigh self, then shower. Then it was mm-hmm. weigh self, shower, drink water. And I think Mm. that because I had a foundational habit, super strong one, it means I can build a life around that. Yes. Foundational habits (laughs) is everything. If you can just have one thing you do every day. Oh, habit stacking I could rave about. Honestly, it's changed my life. That's an atomic (laughs) habits thing. Yeah. And some Mm. people don't believe it works. And I'm like... Uh, Every, well, yeah. whatever works for you, really. That is yeah. the ultimate ADHD tip. Well, Final I think works that was for something, you. Yeah, that was something that we learned from Neha when we did the episode about um, study and mm. ADHD. And she's a doctor um, who is a working doctor, and she talked about her tips for studying with ADHD. One of the things she said was figuring out what works for you and then changing it when you need to because that's the thing as well, which is incredibly frustrating sometimes about our brains sometimes our brain gets bored of the thing and we have to mix it up um and so having different options there to help (laughs) i wish i knew that you can like if if there's a new habit you want to implement don't make it like let's say you want to run that sounds so boring if if you're not into running so if you're not into running one thing I love that they talk about in Atomic Habits is making it fun for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So make it interesting. And you can do stuff like that. Like, if you want to be physical, what's physical activities you love? Do you love dancing? Do you love ice skating? Yes. Do you love freediving? Do you love freaking, I don't know, I'm sure skydiving burns some sort of calories, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, if it's you can make it fun for you. your heart rate up. <laughs> like in Yes Man, you know how they go running with a camera and take photos? Yeah. And if they're blurry, it's fine. That makes it so much more interesting that you're not even thinking about running. I love yeah. having, actually, not having a, uh, the same route to mix it up, go free, wander mm-hmm. around. That makes it more interesting and fun. And it taught me that you don't have to, when you're implementing a new habit, you don't have to strain yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You want to make it enjoyable for yourself. You want to make it like your make your dream. Make it easy. Make it easy. That's it. That's what he said. <laughs> make it easy. Yeah. Make it fun for you. Yeah, for sure. I had someone comment, so I started um, a new Instagram, Addy H Doer. Um, if you want to give me a follow, um, which is going to be mostly just about like my fitness and ADHD journey and how they relate, because for me at least. They are so related, and exercise has been such a big thing in um, my ADHD. And so you're reducing. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to like inspire people to exercise. I'll follow you if if you inspire yeah. me to exercise, please. <laughs> and um, what I I put up a thing the other day about like how exercise helps my ADHD, um, and someone commented like, "Oh yeah, but I find it really hard to go to the gym," and I was like, "You don't have to go to the gym." Do something else that motivates you. Like, do something with friends because that Mm. is another tip that links on to that accountability. (laughs) Having other people to hold you accountable when you've committed. Like, I went um, for a swim the other day with one of the girls from my team and we both afterwards were like, you know, I only came because you were coming. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because we both were like... (laughs) Would probably like, oh, I don't know if I feel like it, but because we committed to the other person, we felt like we had to go. And then afterwards, you're like, I did a swim, I feel great. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it's just figuring out what you enjoy. Like, not everyone's going to like going to the gym, not everyone's going to like swimming. Have a play around and try out a bunch of different things until you figure out what you want to do. And, like I said, if you can, if you like team sports, or even if it's just like going for a run with a friend, um, you have someone else, or you, they don't even have to go with you. Just tell them that you're going to do it. And then the fact that you've told someone else sometimes is enough accountability to be like, shit, mm. I can't not do it now because mm. I told them I was going to do it. <laughs> I, you, I should play. Imagine if it got so far that you posted to your Instagram, I'm going to go on a run today if I don't. If you, if the next story is at me going on a run, let me know, and then you have to do it. (laughs) Yeah, oh, savage, the ultimate thing. Well, we've covered so much, Addy. Yeah, this is like the densest episode. Yeah, we basically. It's just, I would say to anyone, if any of those things pique your interest, go back and check out past episodes. Um, give them a listen, give them a rate, review. If you like them, tell other people about the podcast because it helps them get more ADHD tips like these. Yeah. Um, we love you guys. Thanks yeah, we for do. giving us um, your time of day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Keep rocking. Keep loving yourself. <laughs> Rule number one love yourself so hard that you just blossom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do love you though. And congratulations on being you keep kicking ass and we'll see you in the next episode rate this real good check out our workbooks online they're really good really useful i love them adhdoers.com or cbd.adhdoers.com for our cbd yeah that's everything rate us good love thanks it. we love you bye, 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 keep bye, it real bye bye